Good morning. Welcome. Y'all know I'm silly. Into this place. Thank you. Welcome. Come on. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. Oh, we in there. Oh my God. We thank you, Father God, for you are the living God. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sharing. You share. You are the living God. <laughs> you are the living God. You are the living God. Oh, you are the living God. You are the living God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. My God, thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. Ooh, I'm sharing. Do me. Hey, y'all. Hey. Good morning, Nia. Good morning, Masa. Good morning, Lynette. Good morning, Carlos. Good morning, Katina. Good morning, Vanessa. Thank you for sharing, Katina. Good morning, Cherie. Good morning, DeShannon. Good morning, Vanessa. How y'all doing? Oh my gosh, I'm sharing. Hold on. Do me a favor and go ahead and share. Like, go ahead and invite somebody else to the devotional to come hang out with us. Come on, y'all. Oh, my God, I'm going. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Father God, for your peace. Thank you, Father God, for your joy. Thank you, Father God. You are with us. Thank you, Father God. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Thank you, Lord God. No demon, no devil in hell shall come near our dwelling. Thank you, Lord God, that your angels are encamped all around us. Thank you, Father God, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Thank you, Father God, for overwhelming us with your goodness. Thank you, Father God, for strength and grace today. Thank you, Father God, for your love and your tender mercy, y'all. Thank you, Father God, for a fresh wind blowing. Thank you, Father God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I see y'all tagging y'all people in. Tag them in and share. Go get, make it a goal of yours this week to go get um, 10 people, right? Make it a goal to go get 10 people this week and invite them in the devotional. If you're friends with somebody, you need to be spiritually encouraging them as well. So make it a make it a thing this week. Like I'm going to go get, I'm put my necklace on. I'm going to go get 10 people this week. There we go. Yeah, I'll be fully dressed. Um, I don't know. I'm not taking my clothes. <laughs> I don't know where my next is. You know what I'm saying? There we go. I, I get fully dressed. People ask me all the time, are you fully dressed on the devotional? I'm fully dressed. Um, I'm clear in the vision that God has for me. Like I know what God has said about me. I know what he has called me to do. So when I get up in the morning, I'm prepared for that. Woo! Come on. You got to prepare. Hey, auntie, you got to prepare for where you want to go. I act 
as as if I'm already where God has told me to be. I'm fully made up. I'm fully ready. Um, If I got a phone call today that simply said, hey, can we interview you um, for your show? Can we put you in position of your your radio station. I'm never in a position where I have to say, oh my gosh, you're going to have to wait. Oh my gosh, you got to do my hair. Oh my God, no. God has given me the vision. Woo! See, you got to have back a two, too. Write the, take the vision. God gives you the vision. You write the vision. You make it plain. You steward over it. You pray. You spend time in it. You ask God for the wisdom. You ask God for the knowledge. You ask God for the instructions. So even when we built, I don't know why, why we got to talk about this today. Even when we built, um, built, started building, God gave us LMJ Ministries and we started building LMJ Ministries. We didn't, we didn't build LMJ Ministries as if it was small. We started building it in the structure and the place for where we knew God had called it to go. And um, we don't think from limited, we don't think little. Um, God has told me clearly how many people we will employ through this ministry. God has told me clearly the cities in which we will have bases. God has spoken to me clearly about this vision. So every time he gives me something, I just kind of write it out, right? I just kind of write it out. And then I just spend time praying on it. I give it to the team to pray on it. But I operate it from a space of where I'm going. I do not operate from a space of where I am. Woo! Come on. Come on, come on. Say, I got to think bigger. Come on. I'm going to back it up in scripture. Say, I got to think bigger. Come on. I got to think bigger. Come on. I got to think bigger. I got to think bigger. My God, I got to think bigger. And because sometimes we don't understand the spirit of God, right? Or the things of God in the spirit realm, because nobody really taught us this way. Then a lot of times, because we we operate from a human thought process, woo, come on, Holy Spirit, start this thing up. Because we operate from a human thought process, we often prepare and think in terms of where we are now. Well, here's the problem with that. If you think in terms of where you are now, woo, my God, you have the potential to miss where God is trying to take you because you're in a now moment. Well, if my now moment is wrapped in struggle, come on, y'all keep sharing, keep sharing. Don't just tag somebody, like share it on your timeline this morning. Somebody needs to catch wind of it on your timeline. And so everybody that's connected here, that's how they got got here. Somebody shared, somebody put it on their timeline. And when you put it on your timeline, what you turn around and do is put it in the algorithm there's so much I can teach you about social media and algorithms, but uh, uh, why your stuff may not be being seen is just deep. Um, so I'm just telling you, I had to take myself from a limited scope of thinking when God first gave me the assignment of the ministry. And he said, this is what it's going to be called. And this is where we're going to go. I'm going to be honest. I'm not one of those when God talks to me, I'm just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. sometimes I'll be trying to, what, what, what is this? Does this make sense? And God is like, it's not going to ever always make sense. First Corinthians 2 14 gives us a glimpse to how God moves. Everything is not getting ready to always in your life be backed in, in just all this theological sound doc, doctrine. God is a spirit. Woo! God is a spirit. God is a spirit. 
and they that worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. He is a spirit. He is a spiritual being. And since he's a spiritual being, God could be moving Lynette. God could be moving Yara. God could be moving Julia. God could be moving Sharice. God could be moving Margie in ways that we don't even understand. There's a series of connections that will occur in your life that'll get you to a particular place, right? Um, and I remember when I was, um, I remember when I was, uh, I remember my, just let's check my journey for a second, right? Um, graduated from high school in 1991. Y'all be 50 this year. Woo! I'm celebrating 50 every day like I'm already there. Um, graduated in 1991 from high school, left and went to college, got pregnant with my first son when I was 18, turned to 19. Um, it took me 10 years to get my undergraduate degree. Uh, it took me a year and a half to get my master's degree. Entered into as soon as I finished my master's degree, had no plans on getting a master's degree. Uh, my chair of my department was like, I think you should go to graduate school. And as he sent me in the path and the journey of going to graduate school, I had no intention, was going to finish. I uh, already had a job, was just going to continue to work my job. And apparently God used him because there was something inside of me that I didn't know was there yet. Come on, y'all, stick with me for a minute. This is going to bless somebody. This is going to change somebody's perspective about who they are, what they're called to do. And one morning, one Saturday morning, we taught on the devotional, um, there's still more favor. There's still more of God's grace that has to be operated in my life. Philippians 1 and 6 reminds us that God is bringing us to a place of completion, right? So I never saw myself um, as a college instructor uh, working at the university. And when I finished my job and I finished my master's degree, we had a new chair in our department and somebody got sick at the last minute. Woo! Somebody better, you better put this in your notes. Like God is a last minute. You got to put this in the notes. Like God is last minute. God can be last minute. See, we, we got to learn how to use the word practically under our life, right? Like God is last minute. God can do some things at the last minute. So this, this particular person at the last minute, woo, see, you got to understand God. You'll miss a move of God. You'll miss divine positioning. You'll miss where you're supposed to go because you are set. You have a first, a certain setup for your life when God has a different setup, right? So when I'm in this position in the place, the lady calls me. I have no teaching experience. Now, I've acted as a graduate assistant. God has shown me favor. He has paid me all the way through my master's program. I'm somehow God paid me. I didn't work a regular job. Like, he paid me through my master's program. Um, they always made sure I had a teaching assistantship position. Y'all, and I'm a little bit of a nerd. Um, don't let the pretty fool you. I'm really nerdy, really super nerdy. And I love statistics. And I've done some graduate classes, but God was leading those. That's why you need people in your life who see you beyond what you see. Woo! Come on. You need somebody in your life. And those, those kind of people will make you uncomfortable. I'm just going to be honest because they'll be pushy. Um, they'll kind of push and tap into you and say that this is not all to you. Right. And so, um, so as I'm finishing masters, and, and let me tell you one more other thing. Even though it looked like I was behind, woo, I got it. Y'all not y'all gonna let me rock this thing and work with this thing. I got scripture to back it up. Even though it looked like I was behind, 
even though it looked like I was behind, I was actually in the divine timing of God. I was exactly where God wanted, wanted me to be, right? So even though it took me 10 years to get my bachelor's degree, God was still ordering and orchestrating the steps and divinely positioning me and pushing, pushing me to where I need to go. So there were others that were connected to me, the Shannon, that could see what I couldn't see. Woo! They, I, they could see what I couldn't see. They were like, there's something else to me. That's what they were saying. There's something else to me. There's something more to you. There's something on your life. They would be talking about me behind the scenes in the department. And I didn't even know they were talking about me. And what would happen next was because of integrity, because of character, because I always showed up. And y'all, this is me in my late 20s. This is 27 after I've accepted the Lord as Savior. This is me in my late 20s. This is me just getting married. Um, and I can't see me, right? I'm just in school finishing a degree because that's what I think need. I need to get a job. I'm not even thinking in long terms. Now, let me say this. There has been many dreams that I had had. I knew, I always knew I was called to be special, right? I knew that. I was always different growing up. I was always set apart. I never fit in. I never, I never fit in. I never, no matter how hard I tried and my need for validation would often leave me in broken spaces. Okay, Lord, I hear you. So anyway, I'm gonna clean this thing up. And so being in a being in a position of because of character, because of integrity, because um, I never tried to push my way in, because I tried to walk in the level of humility, God was divinely positioning and orchestrating my necks through others. And I had no idea it was what he was calling me to do. I had no idea he was calling me to do. And so I have to tell this story at another time, but I'm going to give you glimpses so you understand where I am so that you can ask um, ask God to open the eyes of your understanding to the hope of who he called you to be in Christ Jesus. A lot of us are mirrored images of our circumstances. A lot of us are mirrored images of our household. A lot of us are mirrored images of what society has said. A lot of us are mirrored images of our brokenness. A lot of us are mirrored images of our trauma. And so when, when we're like that, we operate in a limited capacity. Here I was, a, a, a I had had two, two sons out of wedlock. Um, I had just got married and I thought that um, all I needed to do was get a job to fulfill. Now, I knew there was a call in my life. I had accepted the call in my life. I knew I was called in ministry, but I still had a very limited perspective. But God will put me in a series of people who could see me. God will put you in a series of people who can see you. God will place, you don't ever have to jockey for a position. You don't ever, Julia, have to place yourself. You don't ever have to try to, to, to make it happen for you. You don't ever have to rub shoulders or deal with people that you don't want to deal with. You don't ever have to compromise yourself. All you got to do is give God your yes. And he will place and put you in position. And I'm telling you, even when you give him your yes, Sharice, it's probably bigger than what you imagine, right? So, so I had to have, I had to begin to gain on eyes understanding. And so once so I'm just sitting in this journey and 
my professors are setting up stuff for me. And even as I was in positions in graduate school, they was like, "You, where you go? what are you doing after graduation? I said, I'm going to get a job. And they were like, no, you're going to grad school. Went to grad school, uh, scored poorly on my entrance exams, uh, got into the graduate program, got my teaching assistantship. Soon as I finished the master's program, uh, I had favor with the secretary. She called me, she said, hey, what you got going on? I said, I'm, I'm picking up my master's degree, right? I'm picking up my... Uh, I was on campus picking up my degree. She said, I need, she said, we need somebody to teach a class this summer. Somebody quit. This is why being prepared is always important. She said, you, we need somebody to teach a class this summer. Somebody just quit. I said, okay. I, all right. God had already been grooming me. I had started buying certain clothes, wearing certain things. He was like, she was like, I somebody quit. Well, I taught the class this summer. I had no idea what I was doing. I probably taught the class horribly. But what it opened up the door for me was once I taught that class, the chair turned around and said, hey, I have somebody that's not returning in the, in the fall. Let me give you five more classes. I went from being inexperienced into a, a season of preparation. And I promise you, um, this this will be my life for 12 years. This will be my life for 12 years, for 13 years. There will be a, a series of successions and places that God would bring me to that I didn't even understand or know that I was supposed to be brought into. I just made a decision that I would stay ready. Like, I just made a decision. You know what? I got to stay ready. So let me give you this because I truly believe this with everything in me. Isaiah 55, right? Eight through nine. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. And if we ever stop putting God in a box, we will experience the more of God even in trouble. Woo! Come on. Listen, even in trouble. He said, for my thoughts are not my thoughts. Neither are your ways. My ways declare the Lord. I don't care how someone has told you it has worked for them does not mean y'all need to hear me in this. I don't care how somebody told you it worked for him does not mean that's how it's going to work for you. It just doesn't mean that's how, like, yo, if I get a mindset that what God has called me to is specific and unique to me, then I'll never, ever, ever, ever let anybody else tell me where my potential is because I understand in God that I have untapped potential. I understand in God that he's always growing me and completing me. So when he said, he said, well, my ways are not, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways, your ways declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways that higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. That's why I know we can't um, theologically try to constrain everything that moves in our life. There is a move that will happen when God is trying to divinely position us in our purpose, right? This is, it's, it's a move. A move. You got to think differently about everything that happens in your life, even trouble. Woo! Let me give you this. I'm going to get back over to Joshua because we've been in Joshua. You got to think about differently. Y'all keep sharing. You got to think differently about everything that happens in your life, even trouble. Woo! Come on, y'all. You got to think differently. You got to, Lord, give me your thoughts. Lord, let me have your ways. Lord, let me see you the way. Let me see me the way 
you see me. Don't let me see myself according to trauma. Don't let me see myself according to my past. Don't let me see myself according to trouble. Because if I limit myself and see myself at the space in which I'm only in trouble, oh my God. And I don't understand that God has a plan even in my trouble. Come on, y'all. If, if I don't understand that God is even has a plan even in my trouble, then my expectation for God to lead me through my trial, which I may be crossing over into the greatest experience of my life, will be filled with fear, will be filled with anxiety, will be filled with worry, and I will not take risk, my God, because discouragement and trouble is designed to shut you down and to keep you from prospering the way that God has called you to prosper. I'm not talking about things. I'm talking about being led by the good shepherd. Woo, come on, y'all. And so you have to understand this morning as I was meditating and praying over us, um, God was God was speaking to me. He said, if you really knew who I was, then you would respond to trouble differently. He said, if you really knew who I was, if you really had greater understanding of who I was, then you will respond to trouble differently, right? You, you, I've already told you my word. That's why it's so important. We've been studying to meditate on his laws and his precepts day and night. If I meditate on his laws and his precepts day and night, come on now, then I know what his word is. If you really understood how I respond to trouble, then you will respond to me differently. Remember when Josiah broke his ankle last July, right? And I was sitting in the living room and I was praying and I'm meditating and I'm trying to figure out how this goes. And then when they tell us he has the bacteria infection and we have to have three more stories, I'm firm because he came back and confirmed when the Lord said, just hold on, just hang on. <laughs> just, just hang on. Just, just hang on. Like, and people were coming with their words. You need to take authority over it. You need to cancel, you know? And I'm like, the Lord told me just hang on. <laughs> Like the Lord just told me to hang on. And so what I did was I put like a, if you ever seen football or baseball when the, the pitcher and he grinds his foot kind of in the dirt, like I just braced myself. Like I braced myself in such a way, right? Like I braced myself as if impact was coming towards me, right? It's like putting your seatbelt on. It's like when you're in the car and you're riding with somebody crazy and you grab hold because you know you have the potential to be slung any kind of way. Like I just braced myself because I knew that whatever happened next, that he never leaves me and he never forsakes me. I knew that no matter what was about to happen next in Josiah's story, because the Lord is saying to me, he's like, hold, just hold on, just sit still. I knew no matter what we were about to go through, that um, he would never leave us. He would never leave Josiah and he would never forsake us. And it looked like we went through a series of trouble. <laughs> looked like every time we thought something was getting better, but I was so settled in the fact that I knew that God would never leave me or forsake me. And I was so settled in the, in the fact that this wasn't the end of Josiah's story because of what God had already spoken over Josiah's life, that I became to the married, married to the image that God was going to complete this thing. We just didn't know how the journey was going to go. We just, we just didn't know how the journey was going to go. We just didn't know what would happen next, would happen next, right? So when God said, comes to us and he says, hey, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My, 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 my way out of trouble may be different than yours. Woo. 
My, my way into your next position or what needs to happen next may be different than yours. And the other day I was talking to Josiah about this. I was like, man, he said, man, I learned so much about myself in this season. He said, I was addicted to serving. Like I didn't even realize that the why I was serving was so that people could be pleased with me. So in seven months, eight months, I really couldn't serve at the capacity that I was known to serve. Woo, come on. He said, and so God put me in a position where people would have to serve me. And I struggled with that. And I had to humble myself. So God's way out may be different than I expected would be. Woo, come on. Come on. God's way out may, may be different. God's way to my next may be different than I planned it to be. Woo. God, God's way, God's way to our next. So how I look at trouble, woo, how I look at trouble may need to be different than how I have been looking at trouble. Woo, come on. How I've seen, how I've seen problems may, may look different than how I see problems. And when I get a steadfast um, thought process that I'm going to be immovable, that I'm going to abide in your word, woo, that I'm not going to shift and shape no matter the circumstance or situation. So I'm going to give you this because we've been in Joshua 1, right? And we've been learning. I need you to remind you um, that God brought Joshua them to this place. <laughs> God, God brought Joshua them to this place. God brought Joshua them to a place where they would have to cross over into waters that in a season that the, the, the water that they were crossing over to that was not calm. He could have brought them to a place where the water was calm, but he brought them to a place where the water was high, the current was strong, because there was something that they were having to learn in a different level of trust. Come on now. Lord, the Lord was going to part the waters. The Lord was going to... Um, to, to separate them and let them walk right into the place that he had called them to. But he needed them to remember. He had already told Joshua in one and three, he said, I'm giving you every place where the sole of your feet treads, just as I promised Moses. So even if I'm not God caused the trouble, but even if I'm led to trouble, you better believe it not that God caused the trouble, but even if I'm led to trouble, if I know what I know that I know about God and he has already secured Joshua in a promise. And I know God is not a liar. And I know every promise of God is yes and amen. Then I'm stuck not on crossing the Jordan. I'm stuck on the fact that God says to me, wherever my feet tread. He's given me that place. So if he's given me that place, then guess what? He's not going to let me sink. Woo! Come on. He's not going to let me sink. So God sometimes leads us into a place or brings us to a place to show us his glory. Exodus 9 and 12. He said, and the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Woo! Come on. And I always tell people, if, if we are dealing with a circumstance or a situation where it looks like we're dealing with someone that has a hardened heart and we know for a fact that God says to us, this is our territory, this is our position, this is our job, then God is setting something up 
for him to get the glory. Romans 9 and 18, he says he has mercy on who he wills, who he will, and he hardens who he will. Paul is showing us um, that it's God's choice to give or to withhold mercy. And it's not based on a person's behaviors either. Woo! Come on, y'all. You got to think different. His ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. So God raised up Pharaoh. When you see this with Joshua, God raised up Pharaoh because he wanted to demonstrate his power to Egypt. Now, this could have went different had Pharaoh submitted to the will of God. Ooh, come on. But Pharaoh refused to submit to the will of God. Pharaoh made this hard on himself. Lord God, show us if there are places where we are making things hard on ourselves. Ooh, come on. Pharaoh made this hard on himself. Come on. Pharaoh made this hard on himself. Pharaoh thought, for me, Pharaoh thought he was bigger than God, right? So God leading the Israelites to the, to the Jordan, right? Leading to the Jordan, when it's at the worst level, at the worst time, is really so God can show them it was God. Hebrews 13 and 5, he will never leave us or forsake us. So when we look at this and we've been studying this out and we've been meditating on this thing with Joshua, Lord, what are you showing us? Ooh, one, that is so important for us to obey God's word. Ooh, whatever the instructions, I need y'all to hear me in this. Whatever the instructions that you get from the Lord, know that your full obedience, not your partial obedience. Because see, when stuff gets uncomfortable, we tend to lead and lend and lean into a partial obedience. We do only what makes us comfortable. Hold on, let me sit. So when God is calling you to take or possess your next, it may seem he's uncomfortable. There have been so many times that I have had to step out in faith. See, the water for them, y'all gotta hear me in this. The water for them didn't part until their feet got wet. What you're looking for God to do will not happen until your feet get wet. Woo! It's not going to happen on the shore. It's not going to happen on the shore. It's not going to happen looking at the water. The miracle, uh, the move, uh, whatever it is, does not happen until your feet get wet. <laughs> It does not happen looking at it. It does not happen until you stick your feet in it. Too many of us stand on the sideline of the promise of victory because we are afraid to get our feet wet. We are afraid to fully obey what God has told us because we are unsure of what will happen next. But God has already spoken into your future and told you and given you some of the plan. So Joshua them couldn't afford to focus on the flood waters. Joshua them had to follow the full instructions of what God said and put their feet in the water. So what so what needed to happen next could happen, but it would only happen until their feet got in the water. From the very 
beginning of this, God told us in order for us to walk fully in our assignment, you're going to have to take risk. You're going to have to take risk. You have to keep your eyes on your righteousness. You're going to have to take risk. You're going to have to put your full confidence in God. But it is not going to occur. The miracle is not going to occur. The thing that you're looking for is not going to occur until you get your feet in the water. The water, the water did not part until their feet hit the water. Baby, you're going to have to get your feet wet. And if you are struggling with unbelief and you are struggling with what God is saying, then this is the place, oh my God, where you consecrate yourself. See, consecrating ourselves before God, putting ourselves, building a halt, an altar, putting ourselves in the most holy place, praying in the spirit. If you have um, know how to pray in the spirit, it's going to prepare you for where you have to go next. That's it. That's all. I think that's a lot. I think that I think that's a I think that's a lot to chew on today. I think that's a I think that's a lot. So when we see them in Joshua 10 and the Lord says to them, right, he says, he says, I'm telling you, he's talked to him about being courageous. And then Joshua commanded the officer of the people. He says, go through the camp and tell the people, get provisions ready for yourself. But within three days, you will be crossing the Jordan to go in and take possession of the land your Lord God called you to inherit, right? Ooh, come on. He says, in three days, he said, you're going to go to take possession of what I called you to do, right? He says, this is what he said. They're like, the Lord gives, the Lord will give rest when it's time for you to rest. The Lord will give work when it's time for you to give work. work. But if you build your altar and you consecrate yourself before the Lord, I promise you, he'll give you the instructions of what you need so that you can do what you call to do next. Ah, that's it. Come on. You got to fully obey. You got to fully, fully, fully follow this. You got to see, you got to see the wisdom of God. You got to know that it's all leading to your next step. And even in a hard place, my God, got to work it out. One of the biggest things that the Lord always has had me do was build an altar. I, people are like, what time are you up? I'm usually up at 3.30 in the morning. I'm already praying. I'm already confessing. And I'm already preparing because those were the instructions the Lord gave me for me to have successful days for what he called me into in ministry. I don't roll out of bed at the last minute. And when I do, I suffer every time. I'm just going to be honest. I suffer every time I do. But when I follow his instructions and I'm fully obedient to what God has called me to and not a modified obedience, the fruit always comes forth. Let me pray. Father God, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for reminding us that our your ways are not our ways. And sometimes we can't quantify or qualify what you're doing. <laughs> My God, but if we will just take the next step into obedience, you will lead us into our rightful place to possess what you have called us to do. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we drive out the spirit of fear. We drive out the spirit of worrying about what other people think. We drive out anxiety. Lord God, there is no such thing as thinking too big in you. And when we come to hard places, 
we will buckle ourselves, strap ourselves in, and trust ourselves. For you said you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. And we may not understand the time and the season, but we know you to be God. Woo! Give us revelation, knowledge of your word so that we can soar like eagles. Give us revelation, knowledge of your word so that we will walk and not faint. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. 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 God loves you. I promise you, I love you so much. I love you so much, but God loves you so much more. Two things. If the Lord plays, can I tell you something? There is no such thing as it's too late. If this is what God has been saying about you all your life. It's time for you to reposition yourself at the altar of God so that See, life be life, life done pull pluck your dreams out. Woo! Because all this mess done happened. The mess was real. But the assignment was so you would dream and think like God and move into what God has called you to do, whatever that is, to teach, to administrate, to whatever the vision. You're, you're not anywhere you are is not just a job, it's a ministry. Anywhere you are is not just a job. You are here as an ambassador with an assignment, right? So you have an assignment. You got to say that I have an assignment. So you have to position yourself. Ask God, Lord, fan the flame on the dreams, on the visions. Fan the flame, Lord. You got to fan the flame. You got to position yourself before God. Here I am. I'm sorry if I tried to walk away from what you called me to do. I didn't understand. I didn't get it. I was scared. I would be real with God. And if you will be real with God, I promise you, God will do the rest. If you will humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and repent, I promise you, God will do the rest. He is looking for you and he is waiting on you. Come on. He is waiting on you. He just needs your full obedience, right? So, Lord, we thank you for that word. Second thing is, <laughs> first, if the Lord places on your heart to give to partner with this ministry, go to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can give there. You can find out all the way to give, um, feed the streets, all our programs, things we do with single moms. Uh, over the last six years, we've handed out over 20000 um, bags of food. Come on, y'all. We do that because of you. If the Lord places it on your heart to give, do us a favor. Go over to the website and you can give there. Second thing is, um, if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's your true start. Like everything that's happening in my life first came from an act of surrender. If that's you, I want you to repeat after me. First, you got to acknowledge that you are a sinner. Second, you're going to acknowledge that Jesus Christ and invite Jesus Christ to become Lord and Savior in your life, right? And then third, I'm going to send you some resources and some materials. If that's you, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and we're going to send you some resources, and we're going to send you some materials. I love you. God loves you. I love you, but God loves you so much more. There is absolutely nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. I'll see y'all back here in the morning, 6 a.m., Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father.